Hello, and welcome to episode one of the Brick and Modem Resale Podcast. Um, I'm your host, Trevor, and this is... Jake. Let me give you a little history about this podcast. Obviously, this is the first episode, so most of you guys don't know who we are, uh, especially Jake. Um, This is being posted on my YouTube channel, so most of you guys should know me if you're subscribed to me. Um, So basically, this past year, I really upped my eBay sales, and I missed the, the whole aspect of content creation on YouTube. And I've really been wanting to create some type of content, but my sales and family life has just been so crazy that I don't have time to regularly post videos. I tried doing the eBay what sold stuff and it was going okay, but then I was shipping out 20 items a night and I just couldn't keep up with it. Uh, So I ended up texting Jake here and telling him, hey, I had an idea for a podcast and texted Jake and asked him if he wanted to join. And reluctantly, he said yes. Uh, He's never done anything like this and obviously neither have I. Um, so me and Jake, um, we've known each other since probably 2015. I would say at least, yeah. Um, and the reason, uh, not the reason, the way we met is I actually tried to buy some merchandise off Jake on Facebook Marketplace, um, and his prices were killing me. So uh, I think I maybe sent him a rude message and told him to basically shove it because his prices were <laughs> ridiculous. Fast forward a few months later, and I got a job working at a jail, and Jake uh, worked at the jail as well. And we became friends, started talking all about resale type stuff. I think I got him hooked on Amazon for a little while, and uh, it's just kind of went on from there. We've stayed good friends. We still text each other when we get cool stuff, um, and we live in the same town pretty much. So we see each other quite often. Uh, We were seeing each other a lot more. We were going to Goodwill on the same day. Thankfully, I would show up before him, but uh, that hasn't happened in a while. So, uh, Jake, why don't you give a little bit of your history first as far as where you sell, how long you've been selling, and kind of uh, what your specialty is? Well, I started selling online. I believe eBay said it was October 1st of 1999. So, it's been quite a while for me. I've always kind of been on the side of kind of like a hustle, earn a little extra money, stuff like that. There's things that I want in life, and sometimes your job doesn't give you that income. Maybe that takes care of your house and your car bills and all that, but you got to have that little extra money to have some fun. So I've kind of reached out into the sales uh, avenue for that. I've got a pretty good personality. You can talk to just about anybody. Uh, It comes natural to me. Uh, I was a salesman for uh, several years for cars, automotive. I sold for Subaru, and I sold for um, Chevrolet. And although I liked it, that's just not the game for me. So I went into sales at H.H. Gregg, which was a a local Indianapolis-based company. And I worked there for probably six years or so. I was number one in my store. Uh, I think I was like top five or top ten in the company as, as far as sales were concerned. So, you know, I had a knack for it, and that carries over into my resale stuff and and um, just really like that kind of thing. But then I started looking for a job back home. That's how I met you, you know, through the jail. 
that we both worked at and, you know, worked there for a long time. Still in county government, but not at the jail anymore. I actually work for community corrections now. It's a pretty cool gig. Um, but as far as sales go, that's just something that has always been with me. It's something that I find interesting. I find it fun and I find it rewarding. I mean, you can earn that extra income, buy those things that you want, grow your collection of, like, say, video games or or uh, go on vacation or any of that kind of stuff. So, uh, but like I said, October 1st, 1999 is when I started on eBay. You did get me stuck on Amazon, but I don't really sell too much on there um, anymore these days. I don't really like the way their uh, fees work and their shipping and some of other stuff. But uh, the returns are horrible. Oh, yes, they are. We'll <laughs> the talk people... about that at another time. But yes, but I sell on eBay, some on Amazon. I do have some listings on Amazon. Um, I sell on Mercari. I sell on Facebook Marketplace. I've sold on Craigslist. Um, you know, more irons in the fire, I guess. More opportunity to sell. You know, I want to reach, depending on what I'm trying to sell, I might sell it on a different platform, you know, yeah. so, but yeah, I've been doing it for a long time, still doing it. So, oh, and one of the, one of the reasons uh, I decided to call this the brick and modem podcast is because most of my sales, or I should say all of my sales are online based and a mm-hmm. big portion of Jake's sales. He actually, uh, if you don't mind me saying this, you actually have a flea market uh, booth that specializes in video games. Do you want to talk yes. about the video game booth at all? Yeah, sure. Uh, me and a friend um, got in it together. I think it would be, it was uh, two years ago. So it's been over two years now. We rent in a place in Brownsburg, Indiana. It's called Gizmo's Galleria. And it's not your typical rent a space type flea market it's very clean it's very organized the owner is very particular on what kind of product she lets in Um, she doesn't allow much competition so she won't let another booth in of just video games which is cool for us Uh, but it's a very nice she calls it upscale resale and it's it is it's very nice in there but we started me and my friend Uh, We started this and we call it hole in the wall games because it's literally eight foot by 12 foot. But uh, we we do very well out of there, um, actually. And, yeah, we do a lot of our sales through that. And it's been very good. We have some diehard customers. And I know Jake spoke about how he's kind of always been on the hustle side. A lot of their inventory ends up coming from dumpsters, uh, people trying to sell it to them, Facebook, um, thrift stores, that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. We get it from wherever we can. Anything else on your end, Jake? Um, As far as um, sale-wise, no, I could talk about the dumpster thing. The the thing that kind of kicked us off on opening our little booth, our hole-in-the-wall game store, was there was uh we we go dumpster diving usually on monday nights just something fun to do we don't go to the food ones and the gross ones just the technology ones you know places like that 
but one of the game stores in Indianapolis went out of business. So we hit their dumpster literally every night for a full week. And we had garage sale at my house for two weekends in a row. And we did 4,500 bucks. And it was just like wireless speakers, TV mounts, uh, video games, consoles, just anything that was in that store. I don't know why they threw it away, but we were glad to take it. So we had so much inventory. We were like, what are we going to do with all this? We both sold on eBay and all that. But there had to be a better way to maximize our, our time and money. So that's why we opened up the store like we did. You know, selling video games at five to seven bucks a piece online is really tough to do once you factor in your fees and shipping. So having a spot where you could put a game on a shelf for five bucks and not worry about a fee, I'm sure was a really enticing thing there. And I won't say that the name of that store, even though I know it, but uh, one of my favorite stores in Indianapolis actually is that chain that he is talking about. Yep. Uh, so let me, let me give you a little history about, um, my side of things. Um, I almost 100% sell on eBay. Uh, I've been selling since 2007. Uh, 2006 is when I graduated high school. Um, uh, Jake didn't say this, but me and him both have uh, very deep ties to video game collecting, which is where uh, we first started talking when he was selling some of his doubles on Facebook. Um, so when when I got into the reselling game, it was I was buying lots of video games cherry picking the things I wanted for my collection and selling off the doubles, And that's kind of what got me kickstarted in this reselling hustle. Um, ever since then, I've almost always focused on video games. Um, but anybody that sells with video games now knows that it's extremely hard to find video games. Uh, so many shows come out where they're like, you know, this NES model 001 is worth a thousand dollars. It's, it's not worth that much money, but these people see it online and on, you know, the top 10 things that are lying in your closet that are worth money. So now when you go to thrift stores, like the Goodwills around here, don't even carry cartridges. If they get those games, they just send them off to the online. People that uh, try to sell this stuff now just think everything's worth so much money mm-hmm. that it's really hard to buy it at a price to sell it. Um, so when the when the uh, the inventory started going down, I had to really expand and try to, to sell different things. I've been selling clothes. Uh, that was really rough when I first started because you try to jump into the clothing game and you know nothing and you lose a lot of money. Uh, thankfully, I've kind of come up with a, a strategy on things that I buy. I'm very specific. I don't just go buying anything um, and I try to get it really cheap. But pretty much I've just sold on eBay. Um, I did get into Amazon for a little while and I found that uh, brand new products that are old stock are really great on Amazon. You know, I was making a killing off of a CD player that was still new in the package and stuff like that. Um, new board games and stuff. I'll still post some of that stuff on Amazon, but it's a lot rare. Um, I do some books and stuff like that every now and then. I actually had some uh, games from Target that I put up and they, they sat on there for months. Nobody bought it. And I think randomly my item got that buy box or whatever. And then all of them sold in one day. It's just really weird how Amazon works. Um, I rarely sell on Facebook. I don't come across a whole lot of products that make sense for me to sell on there because if it's worth quite a bit of money, I want to sell it on eBay to get maximum value. And if it's not worth a lot of money, I live outside of town and driving into the town to sell a $5 item just doesn't, it's not a good business model for myself. Um, 
but outside of selling, I have also had a YouTube channel for, I don't know, I don't know, like five years, six years, something like that. Like I said, my content, the level of content that I was putting was just extremely down. Um, so this is hopefully a good place where we can, me and Jake can create some content for you guys um, specifically about reselling, but I'm sure things will pop up. We'll, we will talk about our video game collections. I know me personally, I have downsized a huge chunk of my video game stuff. I pretty much just do Super Nintendo and uh, GameCube and Nintendo-based stuff. I got rid of all my Genesis. I got rid of all my PlayStation stuff. And what, what kind of stuff do you collect as far as video games, Jake? I like to collect uh, Nintendo more specifically than anything. Uh, right now, I'm chasing after a couple complete collections. Loose, not completely complete. Uh, I'm about 50, maybe, away from a full North American release of Game Boy, which is pretty cool. I just need the potato games. I think those are the only games that are um, have escaped me. But I've got all the other high-dollar games. Got them when they weren't so bad, price-wise. Um, a good friend on Instagram, Nalco was his name. I, I don't know what happened to him. Fell off the earth. I don't know. But he was a good part of that. Uh, real close to... An N64 complete collection. In fact, before we did this, I was building the little clear cartridge box things because I want to put the end labels on, but I, I don't like putting stickers on games. It just it goes against my grain. I can't do it. So those are two that I'm really collecting for. I'm real into GameCube, and that's extremely hard to find in the wild, or at least around our area. I've been finding, unless you want like NBA something or madden football um but yeah i'm born in nintendo side about four years ago gamecube was super easy to find and then it just started skyrocketing uh the store that you got a bunch of the stuff from the dumpster i was making a killing off the gamecube stuff because they just had it underpriced so much i think they that and i got a lot of my game boy from there too and i think it's because they just there wasn't an interest in it so they sat there forever with the original prices on them. And as the market started getting interesting, that store will honor the lower price. So I think I snatched up a – I caught them slipping on a lot of games, just like you. So I, I think that's where a lot of my collection also came from, just from that. I believe it's a Gotcha Force. Is that the GameCube game? Yeah, I don't have that one. So I – I picked up three copies of Gotham Force from that store, and they were all like eight bucks a piece oh. back then. And then uh, I'm sure you can't even find it now. And I got a Path of Radiance from uh, the same type of thing. I think I paid like 20 bucks for it or something. Yeah. Um, so uh, this first section that we're going to do is basically just like the updates of our life, what's been going on. Uh, do you want to start or do you want me to start with this one? Uh, go ahead. Okay. So um, like I said, I've, super amped up my selling. Um, so I'm pretty much doing that every evening. I come down to the basement. Um, I got some really good lots here lately that we'll talk about later, um, just in the last couple of days. Um, my work, I work with um, people with intellectual disabilities. And because of COVID, it's really thrown off what I do day to day. Um, I used to basically take people out into the community and work on skills in the community at stores at parks and that's just almost impossible to do right now so um my job has really had some ups and downs lately thankfully i still have a job 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we just moved into a house back in September. Um, we're probably going to start painting and doing all that stuff. We kind of put everything on hold for the holidays and um, didn't move forward. And I also got two puppies. So um, that's been keeping us very busy. Um, one of them's a black lab and he weighs 35 pounds and he's like five months old or something like that. So he's going to be a big boy. Uh, that's pretty much everything that's been going on with me. I do not have much time outside of what I do in the evenings because I've been packing and trying to list everything. What about you, Jake? Well, life's crazy for me, too. Um, glad to have a job as well. I work for Community Corrections, and uh, I like to think of myself as a paid adult babysitter. So if you ever see the guys running around or girls running around with the with the bracelets on their legs, the house arrest bracelets, that's kind of like my job. Uh, I monitor those people. I track them. I hold them accountable for what they're doing. Um, go visit them at their homes, at their works, if they're in any meetings or anything like that. Basically, I can see them whenever I want. I can leave right now and go see some people if I wanted to. So pretty flexible on hours. They let me kind of do my own thing. I have some set office hours, which is kind of nice, but then I make up the rest of my time um, just checking in on everybody. Uh, There was another person that did it, but she quit. So it's just me. And it's been kind of hairy with the COVID-19 stuff, our local jail that we both used to work at uh, and jails across the country. And I'm assuming across the world has very limited or they have limited their intake of criminals. So a lot of times they come in and they get put right back out on bond conditions or stuff like that. So a lot of people came to the bracelet around the COVID thing. But luckily, I was able to work from home for a lot of that, which is really nice. Um, Something else that I've been doing, I graduated. You said when you graduated, I graduated in 2000 from high school and I went on to IUPUI, which is Indiana University, Purdue University, Indianapolis. And I just never finished. Got married, uh, got divorced, but uh, that's another story. But I, um, I've been going back to college. I enrolled in Indiana Wesleyan University online for a criminal justice degree because that's kind of what I'm doing and allow me to move up where I'm at. I've got five classes left and I'm done. So all my free time goes to work, school. And I also have a five-year-old that I get on the weekends, so I have to cram work and school in, and I got to get all my school homework done. It starts classes start on Tuesdays. I have to get it done before I pick him up on Friday, because I'm telling you, I cannot do any homework with with him. He does not allow it. <laughs> We're always running and doing something. So yeah, so it's it's been crazy i'm i'm so close to being done and maybe i can get some free time to like you know clean up some stuff go through some things list more online i've got so much merchandise that i'm hoping is appreciating in value as it sits in boxes but you never know but been busy we'll talk about our main topic too so (laughs) yeah uh and congratulations i saw that you're actually running a 4.0 right now yeah, I'm not so dumb. <laughs> I never thought that. <laughs> well, you know, seven. Well, how many? This February will be nine years in the criminal justice field, technically for me. So, 
it's not been it's been hard, but it's not been too bad. Okay, awesome. So um, our main topic today is basically taking a look back at 2020, not all the the COVID crap, but basically focusing on how our year went as sellers. And then, you know, the it's probably a cliche thing, but kind of talking about our goals for 2021 and how we envision this year going as far as uh, reselling goes. That's kind of the idea here. Um, so, so how do you feel that just the, the year in 2020 went for you as far as a reseller? My online sales were not the best. I didn't have a lot of time to list a lot of things, but the things that I did list were not so bad. I didn't do terrible online. I, I was able to get some kind of heavy items listed, uh, some smaller items listed, some good filler, cheap stuff. I like to have a little bit of cheap and, and try to get some expensive. Uh, I was able to go garage selling that after the you know lockdown junk ended. So I got some really cool stuff there. Um, so that was nice. I loved garage sale. Love, love, love garage sale. I know you do too. So it wasn't so bad. It, I didn't get, I didn't get the sales that I wanted online, but with my uh, flea market deal, it made well up for all that. So I cannot complain. If you had to guess or estimate, what would you say like your total number of listings, uh, like on average? like uh, at any one point in your store was maybe 20 18 to 20 somewhere in there so i i do follow your ebay store and one of the things i noticed is a lot of the stuff that you are selling is super high pro, uh, profit margin um, there's not a whole lot of like you know five seven dollar items going out it's normally from what i remember seeing was 20 30 or higher as far yeah. as the items you were selling, which is awesome. Well, I got to make my, the free time that I have, I want to maximize it as much as possible. So I've, I've probably, you make your money, I think, in the smalls, to be honest. But to make a dollar and take all the time to pack it, get it ready, and all, I was like, I can't, I just can't right now. So it had to be the higher items. And I, I know Jake talked earlier about how he's got a lot of flexibility Sometimes that's a little bit of bull crap because we were uh, <laughs> we were picking picking a hoarder's house basically, oh. and it's like oh I never get you know calls from work we have all this time no two <laughs> we weeks in a row we got interrupted like every ten minutes of somebody breaking you know trying to leave the county or taking their bracelet off or whatever so um, but uh, I know I kind of pressured him to list a little more during that time because we bought some stuff uh, that we kind of went on together where. Um, we kind of had our piles of I'm taking this, Jake's taking this. And when we put uh, some of our higher priced items together, he mm -hmm. listed some and I listed some and we'd split the profit. So I know I kind of gave you a little push to, to list some of that stuff so we could uh, cash out on it. We did um, all right with that deal, by the way. Yes. Um, and, I, and I said I wouldn't go back, but I've considered just calling her up and saying, hey, can I bring my tub and fill it up? I, I mean, I'm sitting right next to one of those tubs and I still have stuff in it. Um, I pulled out, I pulled out a doll, a random doll and sold it for like 40 bucks, like a couple of weeks ago. I was like, I didn't, I forgot I had this. I just pulled yeah. it out and listed it. So, so um, my year in selling was nuts. Uh, 2019 
and before i think the max i ever did in sales was like 10 to 15 grand and that was really pushing it for me back then um in 2020 the very beginning of it i decided to really focus my attention my attention onto ebay with the hopes of maybe one day uh leaving a full-time job and never working for somebody again that's what i'd really love to see so this year i answered up and i actually hit 60 grand in sales which was nuts so I did, I did really well. And um, my like, I would say my average number of listings at any one time was probably about 400. Um, I'm up to, well, last I checked, I'm at like 600 or something like that. So I've been, I've been doing really well and staying, like I said, just crazy busy. Um, and in 2020 was just nuts. So um, that will lead into some goals of, of how to manage some of that craziness into 21 for me, for sure. Um, so is there anything that, uh, like you kind of, you know, you said you kind of regretted not having as many listings. Is there anything else that's like not, not related to that where you maybe wish you would have done something a little different in 2020? Mm, No, not really. I mean, my time has just been so limited on when I can do these types of things and, and uh all that that just really I, I would love to have listed more i would have loved to um hit flea markets more and stuff like that not only because of listing stuff and finding things to sell but it's fun it's it's fun to do a lot of those are closed earlier i haven't i was just talking to my buddy the other day i haven't been to the goodwill bins since the one over there on 86th street closed down so I'd really like to go back to that where you pay by the pound. And I hate I that. Some, oh, I found some awesome stuff. I found some good stuff too, but I I hate the the craziness of it. Yeah. You know, and the time that I went and I saw those uh, scrappers and they were like, hey, I, you know, I really want this brass candlestick, so I'm gonna just shatter all the glass off of the candlestick. Mm-hmm. I don't have to pay for that. And I was like, yeah, this just is not the place for me. So I like to mosey my way through all the, the independent Goodwills and take my time and not, you know, the new cart coming out and everybody runs to it. Like, <laughs> it yeah. takes a, it takes a special breed. <laughs> I do that in the, the Goodwills, though. I hear that cart rolling from the other side oh. of the store coming out of those doors and I just drop everything and head to it. So just run. <laughs> As far as uh, 2021 goes, Jake, uh, do you have any set goals of things that you're hoping to accomplish or not even as far as like sales numbers or anything? You know, it could be organizing your workspace. I know we kind of talked privately. We have some messy work areas. I know mine's nuts down here. My uh, inventory is I have a horrible storage system. I really that's definitely going to be one of the things that I'm going to try to do this year. But do you got any goals for 2021? Graduate college. That's number one goal. Get mm-hmm. some of my free time back. That's goal number one. Goal number two, and this might sound silly, but I'm using the reselling stuff, all the money from that. I'm kind of socking it away. Uh, but I'm I'm want a Corvette. I'm gonna buy a Corvette. So okay. 2008 or newer. That's my goal. I don't know if I can get there. I want to pay cash for it. I thought you were a Subaru ride or die type guy. Oh yeah, I am. I, I I'll never get rid of my Outback, but <laughs> nope, gotta have. I always wanted a Corvette. Forever, never have one. So 
already went through my midlife crisis. I need my sports car. So give me my sports car. But I want to pay. I want to do it right. I want to pay cash for it. I don't want to finance it. So I've been socking away my sales for that. Um, yeah, that, that's two of the major goals. There's another one, but I don't want to talk about it. But uh, it's kind of personal. But it's a good one. It's a good goal. But, um, yeah, those are two major goals. Get done with school. I guess get promoted at work. That kind of goes hand in hand. Uh, school, work, and get that Corvette. I do want to get my listings up. I might consider starting my own eBay store. I know when you started yours, we talked a lot about that. I would like to get to the point where I can get that going again. And, I mean, that's going to drive a lot of that Corvette money, too, is the sales from the store. So those are the kind of things that I'm looking for in 21 is getting getting the education done and the job going up, not the crazy hours anymore, hopefully. Get that Corvette, get some more listings. Yeah, without without a, an increase of listings, having a store really won't do anything for you. Um, and me and Jake, we've we've kind of talked about how we're going to have a running list of topics. I'm sure one of those topics in the future, as long as this continues to go well, uh, this obviously is the first episode, so we don't know how this will go. Um, we are hoping to do this podcast once a month. I think that's manageable. Um, Jake said he's pretty much a night owl, and I'm up till like midnight every every night listening and shipping. So taking one night off to do this podcast, I don't think is going to be too bad. Um, but yeah, uh, one of the topics I'm sure will be whether it's beneficial to get a, uh, an eBay store or not. You know, I've got 600 listings. So obviously I had to, to do something different than paying 30 cents on every, every listing I do. So yeah. Any other goals that you've been thinking about? Nah, not really. I'm sure there's some, but they're small. <laughs> you the kind of guy that, you know, you say you want to get your listings up. Do you have like a, a number in mind or you just kind of, uh, it doesn't have to be exact. I just want it to be more than this past year. Yeah, just more. I, I don't have, I like to stay below the, stay below the, the radar there. I don't want to pay the insertion fees. So until I get a store, you know, I'm, I'm bound by that. Uh, but yeah, definitely get the number up. Uh, I've got tons of inventory that clutters my house, <laughs> to put it in the best way, and it's driving me nuts. It's got to get the only way it's going away is if I get tired of it and put it in the dead pile and donate it, or get that stuff listed. So that's that's got to be it. Got to get it listed. Gotcha. So I'll talk a little bit about uh, my goals. Um, so like I said, I. I, I pretty much fell just below $60,000 in sales. That's obviously not profit. That's a total gross sales. Um, I'd really like to push that up another 10 grand this coming year. So hit 70 would be a pretty cool thing to do. Um, but my very specific goal is I want to average five listings a day. Uh, that's, that's really kind of what I have set. Um, the last two days, I haven't listed anything, maybe the last three days. And, um, one thing that we'll talk about in a future episode, but I'll just mention it briefly. Um, people, people will talk about, you know, the more you list, the more you will sell. That is true, obviously, because you'll have more that's available to buy. But those listings, I don't know the actual algorithm or if it's just voodoo that people say. But from what I've experienced, when I list stuff, I sell stuff that's not even related to the stuff that I just listed. New, like older stuff that I've had for months, 
I'll put new stuff up and that stuff will sell. So it's just, it's just crazy. So I really want to be more consistent and said, what happens normally is I'll list 15 items one night and then I won't go three nights. I'd really like to start maybe practicing with the uh, scheduled listings just so I have a constant flow of this day, five listings are coming out. I'd love for it to be more if I can, but you know, I'd, I'd like to start at five. That's really my goal as far as listings. Um, right now I'm sitting in my basement where I have almost all of my inventory at. I do have a barn that's very large that I, when we bought this house, I kind of envisioned all of my eBay running out of there. And then it got cold and I was like, this isn't going to work having all my stuff out there. Electronics, you know, I'm, I don't even want to keep video games where it's going to get, you know, 20 degrees. I just don't like the idea of keeping that stuff. So I basically brought everything into my basement um, that is stuff that I would not want it to be sitting outside. So I really want to focus on organizing this basement. The good thing is nobody else uses it. My wife doesn't like coming down here. The kids don't come down here. We have a furnace and the water softener and stuff, but it's pretty much the size of our house. Um, besides that, it's like five foot ceiling. So I'm hitting my head on everything all the time. I don't know how many times I've just like bashed my face on a, an air duct or something, but I really want to get uh, this downstairs area organized with a better system. Um, unfortunately, I do lose stuff sometimes. I just lost a hat the other day. Somebody bought it and I could not find it. I searched everywhere. Um, so I really like to get a, a better inventory system. So those are definitely like my, my focus. I'm not going to be able to quit my job this coming year. Um, this is going to be the first time that I've ever done taxes on this much eBay sales. So we're trying to make it through that to see, you know, what that looks like as far as paying for those taxes. I have set money aside. Hopefully that'll cover any, anything that we have for taxes. And I've really focused on getting um, a spreadsheet better. I did not track my purchases very well in 2020. Um, so I really uh, cracked down on when I get home with products. I listed on my spreadsheet um, that'll go good. I'm sure until garage sale season, because like, you know, sometimes you fill up your car with, you know, you spent 50 bucks, 150 bucks mm -hmm. and there's so much stuff. So that's going to be the challenge when garage sale season starts and trying to get that stuff cataloged before it makes it down to the basement. Um, I kind of so have something about that too. Okay. I've been thinking a lot about what you just said about like, um, I'll kind of jump in the gun here, but one of my cool recent purchases was this fairly large lot of PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3 games and systems to go along with it. And, I mean, a lot of RPG, a lot of high-dollar stuff, some crap in there, too, and some good filler stuff. But how do I – and I have a really nice spreadsheet. I don't know if I've ever shown you my spreadsheet or not. You offered to send it to me, uh, but I – I basically turned it down because I knew I wasn't going to, I That's was really, but how do I, I, I listed some of that, some of those PS one heavier titles on Mercari and I'm, and I'm going through as they sell. And I like to keep a track of when I bought it, when I sold it, what I paid for it, what it sold for, what all my little fees are shipping, all that yada, yada. And I like to see at the very end of the line, how much profit did I make on that specific item? But how do you do that? on a lot of 60 games and consoles that you pay one lump sum, right? Do you break it down per piece? Because some games may be a $2 game 
and some games may be a $200 game, right? You don't know. So I just put them in, I put in a line item, and I call it PlayStation Lot, and then as I sell, and I'll put that as a negative dollar amount, and then as I sell that lot, I'll just put in quotations, came from that lot. I don't know if that's the way to do it, but it works okay. Right. So there's actually a, um, a YouTuber that I follow that now I'm not going to be able to re- remember his name, but he's based out of the Commonwealth. What is that? Virginia Commonwealth. Uh-huh. He's That's what his name is. Commonwealth picker and flipper. Um, he does something similar to you where he'll buy, like he'll go to a garage sale and he will name the garage sale. Like he bought a bunch of stuffed animals from a garage sale. So he called that the Mount Plushmore sale. So uh-huh. he kind of, he kind of comes up with names for the stuff, the the sales where he gets a lot. Then he tracks those sales individually on a piece of paper. I don't even know if he uses a spreadsheet. I always see him like looking at his pad of paper. He's like, you know, our Mount Plushmore sale, we're up to $1,500 in profit. So it's very similar to that. Um, I will tell you, we can just go ahead and jump into this next topic um, because we've pretty much talked about our goals. I also bought a, a very large lot. Um, that's one of, that's um, one of our, categories what do we call this uh topic sessions yeah, can't think yeah. Of now. Um, one of our things that we're going to do is we're going to talk about our best finds um from the last podcast and since this is our first one we kind of had a little more free reign um, but just two days ago i picked up a switch bundle off facebook marketplace where i got two nintendo switches with 15 games and a pro controller um, i paid 525 dollars for it so what I did is it's probably not the correct way to do it with taxes, but I picked out all the stuff I was keeping. And I just say that um, all the other stuff that I had, I just raised the price on those things in my spreadsheet to equal $525. So basically I put the, the, the each switch I paid 200 bucks for. And then I, I kind of tried to say, you know, this game was $10, this one was four, but I pretty much just said they're all 10. So unfortunately, what it will show is that I probably lost money on this game, but I'm going to make more money on, you know, the Breath of the Wild and that kind of stuff. Um, And I don't think there is any right way to do it. I think it's kind of what you feel more comfortable with. But I like I'm kind of like you. I kind of like to see the whole lot. But that is really hard to do when you're trying to factor in cost of goods for taxes, which is why I'm trying to separate them by individual items. You know, if, if you're not planning on reaching that tax threshold, I think your way is probably the best way to do it. Just doing this lot made me X amount of dollars. Um, but when you have to do cost of goods for taxes, it has to go by uh, individual items. So mm-hmm. so um, that's two of the things you said you got your PlayStation lot and I got my Switch lot. Have you gotten anything else that was really cool? Maybe that you haven't even sold or anything like that? Well, I will... Maybe I'll hop in the time machine a little bit here and go back to right when the pandemic was just about to hit. So close to a year ago, but still 2020. Yeah. <clears throat> I, uh, January. Yeah, somewhere in there. I mean, it's probably on my Instagram somewhere I can look, but who cares? It's, <laughs> it's in the early part of the year, 2020. Um, I bought a, and me and went in on it together i brought him in on the deal but we bought a lifetime sega genesis and sega cd um, collection 
from a lady who it was her father's. He had passed on. She had held it on to it for a long, long time. And she knew that I was in that market. So she reached out to me and we made her an offer she couldn't refuse on that. And my goodness, we cleaned house on that deal. It was a great deal. She she got money she needed and we got inventory we needed. In fact, our store was closed because it was it was during the pandemic and we had, we had our uh, booth closed. They closed all the businesses down, all that. So we did a uh, claim sale on Instagram. That's another selling platform, I guess you can you can put down. And I can't remember the total we sold in one night, like three, four grand, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it was heavies. They were heavy, heavy titles. Sega Genesis, like good stuff. Sega CD, good stuff. And we still have some left over, but some of that went into your guys' collections too, right? Oh yeah. Keep- and since it was such a large deal, sometimes when we split, like me and you split that collection of stuff, this was a little bit different because we had some serious money involved in it and there was some serious profit to be made. So we kind of just put everything in a spreadsheet and we put what we want to sell everything for. And then he wanted, you know, X, Y, Z and I wanted X, Y, Z. And we just took our spreadsheet numbers and those numbers, like if it was like, worth of stuff he wanted and I wanted $700 worth of stuff he would just pay me the difference so it ended up working out the same we weren't out any profit one over the other and I mean we just we mopped the floor on that deal that was that was fantastic and we've also um two other really good buys we bought out the game store in Lebanon I won't say we bought it out but the guy called me and said he wasn't going to do it anymore so we got free reign to come in and pick whatever we wanted. So we got all all uh, GameCube. We picked all the PS1 heavies. Uh, we got all the cartridge-based stuff. You know, put it all in our store. And that was good. And another game store went out of business in Noblesville. We bought some good stuff from that guy, too. Not as good as the other. But, you know, those opportunities do come. They just don't come very often, unfortunately. So. And, and it- Quick interlude. That Lebanon video game store, that Lebanon video game store, screw that guy. Like, I'm glad he's not in business I anymore. I know you didn't like him. I'm still trying to figure out. Somebody told him my YouTube channel, and I don't know who did it because it's not like I've got a huge channel or anything. But I walked in there one day, and he's like, "Retro Rewinder." I see. Like what? <laughs> like yeah, I heard you were talking bad about my store. I said, "Well, yeah, your prices are horrible." Yeah, and he. He told me that he's like, yo, I got this Earthbound, and I just sold one for a grand. This is at the time that it was going for like two hundred dollars. I was like, you did not sell it for a grand. Like it wasn't in the box either. But he would just feed me this crap. I was like, you know, I'm so ingrained in video games that at that time I'm much less likely to know the going rates of stuff now. But at that time, like I was pretty pretty sharp on how much stuff was going for and he tried to feed me all these lines all the time or say you know i'm not even putting it out on the store shelf because i'm just going to sell it online it's like well you could put it on the store shelf and then if it sells online you just take it off your right i'm kind of glad that guy's not around but did wasn't there another store that was supposed to open there like i heard there was another guy that was going to open a game store there but i haven't ever seen anything so I got a little information on that a couple of weeks ago. The uh, 
we I called the guy back or messaged him saying, you know, hey, if you got anything left, we want to come and look at it because we and Xbox 360 sell like amazing in our in our booth. I don't know why those two systems kill it. PS2, yeah, we have a half off sale running right now for the last couple months, half off, and we can't move it. We got some good games in there, but uh, he the reason he wasn't returning any of my messages was because some younger kid, I won't call him a kid, an adult, young guy, probably early 20s maybe, uh, bought bought him out, bought his storage units that he had a bunch of stuff in, and bought the rest of the inventory and the physical location. And that's been a year ago, I guess, or whereabouts, and he's not open. So he's been paying all the rent and everything, but not maybe he's selling online and using that like as a warehouse. I don't know, but <laughs> it's not been open, and... We don't know when it will, if it will. And I'm not, I don't think Lebanon, where the, the town that me and Jake uh, are from, I don't think it's a great place for a video game store anyway. Um, I've, I've thought many times about opening a video game store, and I just wouldn't do it in Lebanon. I would go to Brownsburg, which is where Jake's uh, flea market booth is, because the only video game store besides their booth is a GameStop. So there's nothing for retro stuff. It's all just, you know, GameStop crap. And they're going to they're gonna be out of business probably in 2021 anyway or sometime soon after the – from what I've, you know, read about on GameStop, they're just – they're going downhill right they're now. Well, no. So a couple of my finds, uh, I've got boxes of shoes. I went to Meyer. I actually went into uh, – and you did say his name, so I'm going to have to edit that out. Um, oh, my bad. So it's all right. Um, but where his uh, – his uh, friend works. Um, I got a lot of their clearance shoes. They were 75% off. And then it was 30% off of the clearance price. So I bought 15 pairs of shoes just last night. Um, wow. And the other thing, it may be my highest selling item on eBay ever. Um, if it sells, it's a leather jacket from a brand called Averex. And I think they do like motorcycle type stuff. It's a 5XL. It's got a huge eagle on the back. It's a super cool jacket, but it's not in very good shape. Um, the ones that I found uh, comps for were in much better shape, and they sold for 300 used. Um, I've listed mine at 250, and have like four watchers on it right now. So even if it sells for 200, that'll be one of. I, I haven't sold a ton of like really high dollar items. 200 is a lot for me. Um, so if it sells for 200, 250, I'll be super happy. Um, but yeah, that the switch and the shoes are my three most recent, like pretty good purchases. But I haven't listed anything from the switch bundle and I haven't listed anything from the shoes yet just because it is my daughter's birthday yesterday. So I haven't had a chance to to really get to work on any of that stuff. But those were my finds. Well, we'll have to do a topic if we do this again on the highest dollar find ever sale because I, I got a pretty decent one. So I'm sure you do. Yeah, because mine, like I said, I, I may have hit a couple things over 200, but I don't think I've gotten anything over 300 before. Um, it's all been, you know, 250 or less. Yeah. But Okay, so last thing we're going to talk about here is, um, let me check our outline just to make sure I didn't miss anything. Um, we will do questions, hopefully, when some of our viewers will send some stuff in, asking us questions. We'll try to put that in here, but obviously this is the first time we've done this, so uh, we have no questions. Um, but 
one of the things we're going to do is we're going to recommend something that we've um, either watched or a restaurant we've ate at or really anything, something that's outside of the world of reselling completely. And it, I mean, you could do something reselling related, but for the most part, this topic is going to be something that we recommend that we're going to call it the buy it now that's just completely unrelated to reselling. So do you want me to go first on this, Jake, or do you want to go first? Yeah, you go ahead, because I don't, I don't know if I really have anything at the moment. Okay. Uh, so the thing I'm going to recommend, which I'll, pretty much if you're watching this, there's a good chance you've watched this, is Cobra Kai on Netflix. Um, I did not watch the show at all when it was on YouTube Red. I, when it came to Netflix, I heard great things about it. I just never watched it. I wasn't going to pay a subscription or, you know, do the whole, I'm going to start a trial, binge watch it, and then just cancel it. Because I've done that many times, and I always forget to cancel it. I paid for a month of HBO Max. Horrible app, by the way. I liked the shows on it, but it was almost unwatchable because the app was so horrible. Uh, but Cobra Kai, if you haven't seen Cobra Kai, I'm not going to give you any spoilers. I will just give you a quick synopsis. It is basically a sequel to the Karate Kid movies. Um, they... There's three seasons right now. The third season just came out. We binge watched it in two days, I think. Um, but it takes place when uh, the main bad guy from the show, Johnny, uh, he's grown up and Daniel's grown up. And it talks about their life after, you know, 20 years after the Karate Kid movies happen. Um, it's a little on the cheesy side at times, but there's lots of callbacks to the original movies, they put flashbacks and there's also never before seen footage that they didn't use in the movies that they've used on this show. Uh, so that's going to be my recommendation. If you haven't watched Cobra Kai, go watch it. It's, it's super good. Just trying to think there was a movie that I recently watched. I'm, I'm trying to find, I, I have a Plex account. I'm a lifetime Plex person. Have you ever heard of Plex? I've never heard of Plex. What is Plex? Plex is like your own personal television shows and movies and stuff like content that you have. Like maybe you have it on DVD and you ripped it or whatever. You would put it on a Plex server. Um, I have a computer that I use for a Plex server, but I've got the Nighthawk. Was it a Nighthawk X10 router that it can do Plex server too? Okay. Uh, but you can upload all your stuff. I, I just put it on that computer, that extra computer. And you can use a Roku or like an Apple TV or something like that that, ha that you can put the Plex thing on. And you can pull your Plex stuff up while you're at home on your, on your network or when you go outside of your network, like on your cell phone or your computer or if you go on vacation. We went down to the Smokies at the end of September. And I've got a five-year-old. That's my son. And I took our little Roku stick out of, our, out of my bedroom TV with us plugged it into the TV in the cabin we were staying and we had access to, you know, 200 episodes of SpongeBob cuz he really liked SpongeBob and all of his kids movies and stuff like that. So Plex is super cool. I got uh I think I've only had it now for a year. I think it was $75 for a lifetime pass. Um the only advice I would give is if you don't have a static IP address, you need one in order to stream outside of your network i found that out the hard way it'd work and then it wouldn't work and then it would and the it guy at work told me you got to have a static ip address but there was a 
kind of like a sci-fi-ish movie. And, gosh, I can't remember what it was called. Uh, but there's, like, people were getting abducted, and like, years in the past. And then it would show up nowadays, and this guy got abducted, and nobody believed him. He uploaded the footage online and everything. They, Oh, that's fake, you know. And he's like, no, it isn't. And the government kidnapped him and took him, you know, somewhere in the world. I can't remember where. And... Like, the aliens end up coming back, and... It, oh, man, I can't remember what it's called. Maybe somebody watching knows what it's called. This but was it was a movie? Yeah, it, was a, it was a movie. And it was actually pretty good. It was... it was kind of, I don't want to give it away, so I'm not going to say any more. Maybe the next time we do this, I'll have the name. We'll, we'll come better prepared. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. But, yeah, good sci-fi. Sci-fi movies in general, yay. Watch them all. That's my recommendation. <laughs> all sci-fi movies ever made. Yes, Watch all of them. Been watching the Skylines movies. Those are pretty good. Skylines? Skylines. There, there's a Skylines, the first movie. It's like aliens invade and they like take your brain or something. It, it's not like a cheesy B movie, though. Skylines and there's Beyond Skylines. And then I think the third one. I think it's Skylines 3, but one of the letters, like the E's, a 3, I don't know. Been watching that, but halfway through it. Got kind of old and tired and went to bed, so. <laughs> one of the things I'm hoping I can recommend at some point is that new restaurant coming to Brownsburg, because I drive by it all the time. Like, I just want a new place to eat at. That, that barbecue? Yeah. I know it's a chain, but uh, we don't have anything like that around here, so. I think it's called, like, Dickie's or something like that. Yeah, I'd like to go there. It looks like it. It's ready to go. Yeah, the, I mean, it looks like it is. There's just nobody there. Like, I don't, I don't know what they're waiting for. But because I know that uh, even though COVID was going on around here, the carryout places were making a killing. Like, mm-hmm. any anywhere I was getting carryout, I'd, I'd talk to them and say, you know, how's business been? Have you guys been hit hard? And as long as they were offering carryout, they were sometimes having more business than they ever had before. There are a couple of Mexican restaurants. Uh, where they told me that it's like, oh, our business is way busier than it used to be. So I was, I was checking my phone. I think one of the uh, ongoing segments we should have is like, what what did we sell or you know offers we got during oh. as in the podcast? Because that's I I'm addicted to that. You know, I see it and I'm like, I got to see you know what the offer was or what was sent to me. So I got two offers uh, just from the time we were filming this. Uh, that's another topic we're going to do at some point. You know, should you do best offers? Should you not? Because I don't know yeah. if we have differing viewpoints on that or not. Obviously, I accept offers because I got a couple. Hey, Jake, what'd you think? First podcast. That was kind of fun. Kind of fun. Now, if people listen to it, that's the <laughs> sure. that's the other thing. You might come back for a second one. Sure. Well, where can we find you, Jake? Do you want to? Do you want to promote? I know you've you've mentioned Instagram multiple times, uh, which I'll take credit because I also got you hooked onto the insta onto the Instagram. I sound like a grandpa. Oh, oh yeah, yep. I'm on Instagram. It's just my first and last name, Jake Kimmer. Very very original. <laughs> you can also find me on Facebook. If anybody listening, I've been talking about the hole in the wall games thing. Uh, if you go up, like, search for a person, just type hole-in-the-wall games, uh, we should show up there. 
if you want to check us out. We got to prove you to be on there. We didn't just want millions of people just randomly coming on there. So, but we approve pretty much everybody if they request. And we like to update when we bring stuff in. Uh, we don't always do that, but sometimes we do. And when people try to get onto that page, is there a message feature? Like, do they can they say like how they came to your page, or is it just pretty much can I get approved? Well, they get yeah. We just see that there's a uh, a request to join. We just let people join. We, there's certain people we don't want to allow, and I guess that's we're limited in knowledge on how to do Facebook. So <laughs> <laughs> there's certain people we don't want on there. So that's kind of why we do that. So it's like 99.9% of people is going to get on there. So if for some reason you're watching this and you do go to Jake's Hole in the Wall page, let him know that it, you guys came from the podcast. Yeah. Just so let's know that if this, you know, we had anybody watch this because we may not have a single view on this. We have no idea. So, so let him know if that's a, if you do end up going and liking his page where you came from. Let him know you came from here. You on Twitter? Uh, any parlor? Didn't they shut parlor down? You yeah, shut parlor down before I could get on there. Darn it! <laughs> but no, I'm not. I'm not on Twitter or anything else. I I do just the Facebook, Instagram. I do have a YouTube channel, but I don't really do anything on there. I just post like some vacation junk and it's just whatever. So I really that's not neither here nor there. You know, and if the podcast ends up doing well, and even if it like if we don't get a ton of views, as long as you know, we enjoy filming it and, you know, it, it leaves time to, it dedicates time to just get on and talk, which is yeah. nice. I know, you know, doing so much eBay, I don't have a whole lot of friendship interaction anymore. So it's just nice to, to get on and talk. But um, if it does show that, you know, we're getting more than one viewer and it seems like we've got some viewership, maybe we'll make a, an Instagram or a Twitter or something um, yeah. for the podcast specifically. Uh, so myself, um, I'm pretty much retro rewinder, which is a little bit of a tongue twister on all platforms. So I do have a Twitter, I do have an Instagram, and I have a Facebook page that I never post on any of those things because <laughs> I've been so busy that I just, I'll get like a super cool lot and like, oh, I should post this. Or I could start taking pictures of it and listing it. And that's what I end up doing. Um, so you can follow me on any of that stuff. I do have a YouTube channel. I don't know what the last video I did was. It may have been a let's or a, like a what sold or I, I think we filmed probably three parts to our hoarder house. And I think I only uploaded one of them just because I found no time to edit. <laughs> and the, the second time we went back, um, I didn't try to film as much anyway. Um, so I didn't have as much footage. Well, it was dark. Yeah, that, it's a horrible place to pick at. But it's so cheap. After we we left that time, is like you can't beat. You know, we were we were walking out with these big tubs, like pretty much the biggest tubs you can normally get. Like they're not super long, but a big tub for twenty bucks. You know, we filled it. The first time we kind of, you know, gingerly, uh, this might be worth it, and we kind of loaded up, and then we offered her twenty bucks, thinking she would not take it, and she did. It's like we should have filled those with everything we could fit in them so yes she was a little harder on us the second time though she wanted to boost us to 30 bucks a tub yeah <laughs> i still would have paid the 30 bucks a tub 
Uh, but that's a good video. You should go watch that on my YouTube channel. Yeah. The you picked the hoarder house because it's almost all toy stuff. And we bought money. That was kind of fun. There's actually money that we just threw in the tub, uh, collectible coins and stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you want to find me? It's Retro Rewinder on pretty much everything. Now Jake said it's Jake Kimmer, but his name is not just you know you can't say Kimmer and know how to spell it. You Call it go spelling. Yeah, spell it so people know how to find you. Yeah, Jake, J-A-K-E, obvious, K-A-M-M-E-R-E-R, Kimmer. Yep, that's me. Well, how many people call you Kamerer? Is it everybody? everybody? Or Jake from State Farm. In fact, that's my handle on um, Mercari. Jake <laughs> from State Farm. I think that's what it is. Or Jake the Snake from State Farm. I don't remember. <laughs> Okay, I, always well, said, I always said that would be my, if I was ever a wrestler, my name would be Jake the Snake from State Farm. I'd, nobody wants to see this, but I'd come out, no shirt on, obviously ripped, right, of course. And I'd have a snake around my neck, and I'd be wearing khakis. And my, my takedown would be the discount double check. <laughs> that would be my takedown move. I joke, but that's, yeah, I get called that so much. <laughs> so, uh, we, so we should do... Um... You know, our thumbnail for this episode should be you go ahead and just put your khakis on, take your shirt off, and we'll just Photoshop the rest. <laughs> I was going to say, we would have no viewers. <laughs> None. We would lose the viewers we already don't have. So They would block us like President Trump. <laughs> we would be blocked. <laughs> so this has been the very first episode of the Brick and Modem Resale Podcast. Uh, if you listen to this, I don't know how the actual podcast part of it, that's very new to me. I've always been on YouTube. Uh, this will be uploaded on YouTube, but we're going to try to put this out into the podcast world, whatever that means. So I know people always say, you know, leave reviews. If you can find it and you listen to it, leave us a review. Let us know if you liked it or not. And hopefully we'll come back uh, next month and we'll do this again with a different topic. So. Jake, thanks for joining me. Hopefully you enjoyed it. And we will we will talk to everybody next time. All right. Bye.